Hello and welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. Wait, are we starting? My name's Mark, and Miles. as I am every week, I am joined by Miles, or as I have now decided he should be called, Hello? Mistimed Miles. Mm. Hi, Miles. And of course, hey. we're also joined by Jackie. Hello, Jackie. I could be just in time, Jackie. I was just thinking that. Ooh. Yeah. Good. Thanks. And the three of us do this podcast, which is about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. More specifically, the TV anime that started in 2012 and is ongoing. And this week, we will be talking about episode seven of Stone Ocean, which is called There's Six of Us, I think. I think it's called There's Six of Us. Yes, that's what it's called. Nice. Uh, But before we talk about the episode more in detail, we need to first... Take a stop in our um, small talk swamp. Mm. Male marsh. Yes, male marsh. Male marsh. I like male marsh. Yeah, that's good. And by that, I mean we are going to read emails that were sent to our Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com inbox. This is where listeners can write to us, preferably about the anime we're watching that week, but uh, almost anything is fair game, really. This email is from Chad. The subject line is Worst Volunteer Work. Aloha, JJB Padohana. It's a special and joyous occasion in each part when the JoJo and a Joe Bro, Joe Sis, finally get to work together and face off against a mysterious unknown enemy stand user. I enjoyed this episode, even if it kind of feels like it should have been labeled as a multi-parter without suddenly ending shows up. Anyway, let's connect some voices the mysterious tanned prisoner with the figure eight facial tan line shares her voice actor with Sister Crone from The Promised Neverland. Artro, the now exploded green shell haired prisoner, shares her voice actor with Antarcticite from Land of the Lustrous, the antagonist Sawa Nakamura from Flowers of Evil, mm. and Ray from The Promised Neverland, as well as another mysterious JoJo role yet to be revealed. Honestly, it's not really a mystery, but more so a bit confusing at the moment. It will probably make sense in an episode or two, since that's just how JoJo works. Ooh, mysterious. I hope everyone is doing well and staying safe. Mahalo, Chad. P.S. I always thought that Florida only had alligators, but apparently in South Florida, where Green Dolphin Street Prison is supposed to be located, there are actually both gators and crocodiles. Learn something new every day. He sends us to a U.S. geologic... Ge- ge- a government website <laughs> uh, about where alligators and crocodiles coexist. Uh, PPS, if your stand ate someone, do you think you'd taste it? Also, do you think you'd feel full? I say yes to both. Yeah, I think so. I think you would taste it, but you wouldn't feel full. Unless if the stand like corresponds to parts of your body. And like in this case, this stand seems to just open itself. Like it's just sort of amorphous. Then... Maybe the corresponding stand parts happen to not be the tongue on the human user, if it's a human. You know what I mean? Like, if your stand had a mouth and ate something, then yeah, I think so. But if, like, say it just happened to use, like, all of the cells from your ass to eat something, maybe not. Mm-hmm. But you'd feel full. I don't, I don't think you would feel full. All right. Because, no, nah, because your stand would get, like, bigger somehow or something, and you'd feel bigger. But you still need to eat. Like, if you haven't eaten all day, but your stand ate somebody, you still need to eat. No, that counts. 
No. Yeah. I don't think so. Same if your stent has an orgasm, same thing. <laughs> it's like but, the Matrix. No, but like you need to. So like, if you if you are like, if you're drowning underwater. Yep. But your stand is out of the water, water and breathing. You're not. You you're still gonna drown to death. You're still gonna. No. no? Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, yes you're are. right. I think it affects so think one. It affects both. With, I think if you haven't eaten, if you're not eating, you're but your not, stand eats, it's, it, it's if it affects one, it affects the other. But you can't pick and choose like what the thing. So for so if I'm starving, uh huh, can I starve to death if my stand is eating? Right. I guess if your stand doesn't have a stomach when it eats, then no. But if it has a stomach, yeah, I think it would feel the same. It would feel like something was in your stomach. But it's not your stomach. But you are related to your stand. And I think that if your stand gets bigger, that would be similar to as though you got enough energy from eating the food. I think you would. Maybe you would still need to eat, but I have to think you'd feel something. Maybe you'd feel energized, but I don't think you would feel full. You might just feel heavier. You know, because again, what if it ate with its like ass and then you just feel like you have a heavy (laughs) ass (laughs) because it used the cells that correspond to your ass. Could be. Could be. How many more times can I say that? I don't know. Thanks for writing, Chad. Uh, I have comments about the email. What do you got? Uh, I always remember seeing crocodiles in uh, South Florida when I would go, but I didn't really. I don't really remember seeing alligators, but it makes sense that there's both. How, you can't tell them apart that easily. Are you kidding? Yeah, you can. No, you cannot. Well, where did you see them? In a museum? At someone's no! house or just driving around? Driving around, you see them. How do you know the difference? They're not that because crocodiles different. are bigger, and their eyes are in a different place. Here's no, that's not true. From the website that Chad sent us from USGS, whatever that is, it's part of the Department of the Interior. Alligators have a more U-shaped snout, while crocodiles have a more pointed or V-shaped one. In addition, alligators are black, while crocodiles are usually a lighter grayish brown. All right. Well, this website's wrong because they're all green. I think you can tell the difference. I've seen them. You can tell the difference, I think, if you like really study it. But I think if you're just a kid being driven around in Miami, I don't, I don't think you know. I think well, you probably saw I, some of both. I think what I thought I saw was always a crocodile. But anyway, the other thing I wanted to say was I think uh, I've decided that Joe Bro is gender neutral. Yeah, I've heard that before. Okay. <laughs> I think that is a take that people have that if you say Joe bro, it could be for anybody. Yeah. Anybody could be a bro. Speaking of gender neutral, I don't know if this is on topic enough to stay in the podcast, but Jackie and I watched Scream 2 <laughs> yesterday. And it was funny because, you know, that movie came out in 1997. Yeah. And but just thinking about today's times with the way we look at gender now is more of a spectrum. It's, you know, for those who don't know, in the Scream universe, in the Scream movies, there are times when the whodunit killer is actually multiple people. And so one character, before they know who the killer or killers are, is saying, whoever he or, or she or they, they are. And for a minute, it was like, oh, wow, look at Scream 2 being, <laughs> you know, up to date and sensitive and inclusive about gender. And then I was like, oh, right, because there, there could be multiple he, killers in this movie. Yeah. Still, when it when 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 he said it at first, it was like, "Oh, wait a minute!" <laughs> I know. I wanted to like cut wait it and put it on Twitter and be like, "See, David Arquette can do it. <laughs> it's not a problem." <laughs> um, but uh, alas, that is not the case. 
Anyway, yes, again, th- that was an email sent to us. Well, not that last part. The last part was me telling a story about a movie. But the part that sounded like Miles was reading an email, that was an email <laughs> that was sent to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. Uh, something else I want to tell you about is that we have a Patreon where you can support the show that you've barely heard so far. But hear me out. <laughs> For a dollar or so. Or so. Starting at $1 a month, you can support us at patreon.com slash jjbpod. You'll get access to the Patreon feed, which includes some extra content like Miles' weekly cultural reference newsletter. Uh, And for $3 a month, which is really only two more than one, uh, we will say thank you out loud on the podcast forever. Like this. So thank you to Nocturnal. Austin. Caleb. Chad. Christian. Dylan. Jumbo. Caden. Katie. Kenny. Bloof. Martin. Ken Barron. Michael. Nick. Tim. Kasoon. And Tyler. Tyler. Yes, thank you all so much for supporting the podcast. We are going to keep doing the podcast. We did it. Because you told us to. Thanks. And we're going to keep doing this episode because we assume you want us to. If you're already giving us money, so far we've done about the same show as we always have. I doubt any of you are screaming, no, turn it off, stop, end it. End our suffering. Okay. Um, I don't know, man. <laughs> Guess what? What's up? Today, because it was so boring, because we were trapped in the snow, uh, we watched uh, My Neighbor Totoro. Oh, oh. how did you like it? Uh, I liked it okay. I-, I think Quincy got bored after a little while. Aww. Quincy, no, you gotta but he watch. Liked, he liked Totoro. <laughs> oh yeah, Totoro is great. Good. Yeah, Totoro's pizza rolls. <laughs> yeah, we got it. We got to see that movie. I wanna, I wanna know what's up with that that imitation Snorlax, mm. or vice versa. I don't yeah. know that big Snorlax rabbit. Yeah. Slash Felix the cat. I don't know. All right, so this is episode seven. As I said, there's six of us. Nokunin <gasps> iru. About how you I say like it in title. Japanese. Which one? There's six of us. You like it? Yeah, I was like, ooh, what's going on here? Are there? I mm. I thought. I kind of still think that we will get introduced. Like one of these people will be a new Joe Bro, but now, but I'm losing confidence in that. I also thought because I don't remember the manga that well. I thought it was going to be like this episode. They introduce the rest of the bros, but mm-hmm. no, they do not even introduce a single one. The girl who blows up is going to be a Joe Bro. She, Atro. She's dead. It doesn't matter. She's in the intro. <laughs> oh, she she's, is. She is. I was. <laughs> Jackie has uh, called her Egg Girl. Eggshell Head Girl. No, okay. no, no. But no, also no. Egg, egg Girl the for sure. The first time you talked egg about girl her, for you sure. said, "I want to know." Because I asked Jackie while watching the intro. Uh, I was like, what are you intrigued by in the OP? And Jackie's like, I want to know who Egg Girl is. <laughs> and I was like, who's the egg? What are you talking about? And then I'm like, okay, yeah, I guess it does look like an egg is on her it's head. Egg, egg shell. She yeah, looks, it's like a little like cur- like chopped up. You, you know. watched Garfield and Friends. Yes. There what was is a the little, name of the little duckling? There was a little egg. Ch- chick that has an egg. I don't know the name of that little guy. I'm going to have to look it up. It's anyway. Like, it's name is like as egg, soon as- Eggy. 
No. I saw this group of people. I was like, if any of these people are named, they're going to have a stand and they're going to be a friend. No, I, I, I wasn't sure they were going to be a friend, but I was like, they're going to have a stand. And as soon as they named the green haired girl, whose name I've already forgotten, I was like, egg girl. That's it. It's got to it's gotta be her. But then she blew up. I think she comes back. I think she's not dead. I think maybe she has like a regeneration power or something. Okay. Yeah. If they put her in the intro and then blew her up, that would be very funny though. They they put her in the intro and it's like when we watched it twice. So the second time we watched it, I looked out for her again in the intro and it's like, it's a, it's like in the intro, she, it's like Jolene in the middle and then she's on one side and Hermes is on the other side. So I was like, she's gotta be oh, okay. like, yeah. they gotta all be friends, you know? That's a good um, point. I want to point out spoilers <laughs> from the intro. That seriously, the, the Garfield and Friends character is named Sheldon. Okay, good. And that's actually not how I picture. I thought Sheldon was like walking around and just had a half an eggshell no, covering his face. No, it's an egg. It's an egg it's with, with the legs sticking out. Yeah, with the legs. But sticking there's out. some character in a cartoon where the, just the top half of the egg with the same zigzag is like covering their eyes and most of their face. I don't know. They're like a chick who half hatched. I don't know. Anyway, they're like. No, they're not like Balut Mark, but they're almost like it. Okay. Moving on. Um, listen, folks, I know what the deal is with this <laughs> character, but I can't tell you. I do think Mark, that. Thank you for protecting us from no problems. I do think Araki did a decent job of making these women look weird. Yeah. So that you're kind of like, well, who is it? Yeah. Except because yeah, they all Ponytail look girl. like. Yeah, because I saw all that's, of them and I was like, these are these could all be JoJo's characters. That's why except I the ponytail girl. Yeah, the I, ponytail girl with the dark hair is pretty boring looking. Yeah, right. Ponytail girl. And Have then, we like, had a ponytail JoJo character? No. Huh. I think it's too basic of a look. Like Ariana Grande oh, yeah. could never have a stand. Yeah, that's true. I think she might be someone else. I think stand. Ariana Grande could have a stand. I think she's a stand. She has the she has the high ponytail and it's sleek. Like that's that's kind of like fashionable and stuff. No, her stand is other races <laughs> that, that, that tell her it's okay to, to look and dress a certain way. Um, but she's uh, a shapeshifter. That's what it is. She's a shapeshifter. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I think there's a, a decent job of like most of these characters look weird. I would say from the beginning from the bottom, and this is again with no bias of knowing what's to come. The like the least weird is Ponytail Girl. Then up from there is probably Undercut, which is what they call her in the in the dub, which I think was a better uh -huh. choice. The subtitled version is the shaved head, which sent me reeling. I was like, who the fuck has a shaved head here? Yeah, she to um, me she's just a blonde. Then above that, as like second weirdest looking, is Atro. No, to me oh. Atro is second weirdest. Okay, and then the weirdest is. The figure eight face. The tan one with the whatever, like the prince artist formerly known as symbol, tan lines. I think she's the bad guy. That is maybe correct, I but think maybe she's, not. I think she's the bad guy. And her hair is like a palm tree, but gray. Okay. Um, I think she's the sixth person that shouldn't be there. I had one inkling about that specific, like, deduction that you're doing when i reread the manga earlier today because mm. there were only five in the beginning yeah. <clears throat> but you don't really see them super clear yeah but then while well, i well, was looking well, up when we rewatched it it seemed like ponytail girl was definitely there so i think ponytail girl is fine and and egg 
eggshell girl is also there. So I think those two are fine. It's just one of the other two. So it's either undercut, I think, or uh, figure eight face. Yeah, I, I, I act kind of accidentally because I was like, I don't want to refresh myself completely, but I did kind of see what the deal is. Mm. Um, so it's interesting. Okay. But uh, yeah, this episode opens with, okay, well, you know what? Let me do my, my, my boring spiel. I don't think it's boring. I think it's good. I'm going to stop downplaying it. Look, this episode <laughs> covers chapters 26 through 29 of uh, the Stone Ocean manga. Uh, we are now in uh, volume four, if you were like buying the old collected volumes of the manga. And so because of that, I'm going to read Araki's author's comment from volume three that we just finished. Observation of the nature surrounding us number five. The foot of the Nameko mushroom is very long, like a stem. It is said to be delicious too. However, the majority of the people find it ugly. Shopkeepers are forced to cut them or else they don't sell. As for me, I've decided that my tomatoes would have a real tomato smell. Nowadays, farmers manage to produce odorless tomatoes because a lot of consumers find the smell disgusting. Did you know that? Besides, I, never I have knew. a feeling that the same practice happens in the world of manga. Be careful. I don't <laughs> oh know what God. that means. Be careful. What were you going to say, Miles, yeah. about the smell? I've never heard of tomato. I thought you were ask- I thought you were done and asking me the question of whether I knew that tomatoes smell. I think they do have a smell, but I don't think it's that bad. Yeah, no. I think it's like tomatoey. <laughs> it's like vegetable-y, tomato- planty. I know it's not a vegetable. I think tomatoes could smell bad if they're starting to... If they're not super fresh. Mm, that would make sense. You could still eat them if they smell a little bit bad, but you if they start smelling really bad and they're really squishy, you can't eat them anymore. You should have told that to Ernest. Like the, the smell gets stronger. Um, and then when it's very strong and it's very squishy, then you shouldn't eat the tomato anymore. Okay. I, I hope... Hermes noticed that, and this episode isn't like a hallucination based on her eating a too squishy tomato. Yeah, I couldn't tell if she was eating a tomato or an apple. But like, it's invented for this. uh, It was weird that she just took a bite out of the tomato. Like, that's a weird to me. That's a weird thing to do. You don't just take a bite; you slice it up. You have to slice it and then put a little bit of like just running around. At least salt. You need a little bit of salt or olive oil. They're prisoners and they have trouble getting food, so I think you would relish just a fresh tomato. Okay. You know, you can't always have a shank on you to cut tomatoes with. Mm. She could use sticker to duplicate it and blow it up into chunks. Would that be good? No. Okay. What if you duplicate a tomato with, with Kiss? Did I call it sticker? I did. You did. She could put a sticker on it with Kiss. And blah, blah, blah. What if you ate the tomato and then you took the sticker off the clone? Would it shift into your stomach and hurt you? Yes. Uh. It's yes. kind of like a fucked up crazy diamond, this stand. But how can you eat something... If it has a sticker on it, which one do you eat? You eat the one that doesn't have the sticker? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I think that one. Yeah, I don't know. Up. When you stick something, they both have stickers? I can't remember. I think only one does. I think the only original. One. Yeah, the original. All right, then you eat the clone and then take the sticker off the original and then you blow a hole in your stomach. Maybe. She could do a lot with that stand. Anyway, I like that Araki uh, just talks about tomatoes and mushrooms at the end of this, uh, or at the beginning of this collected volume of mm-hmm. manga about a female prison. Anyway, the prison itself is not female. A prison for women. It's not just for women, though. Everybody's in the prison. Yeah, there's, we're talking, but it's all kinds yeah, of people. But it's hard to say the half of the prison for women. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway. 
Anyway, so the episode starts and Jolene is in the punishment ward and um, the boy, what's his name? Emporio. Emporio uh, visits her in the punishment ward, which just seems like just a prison cell. Like it doesn't seem that interesting to me. These, These scenes are written for the anime only. Okay. This one and the one where we where it's Hermes's Hermes's episode, and they just show Jolene alone. That's the anime, so they might not be as imaginative as Araki. Okay. Who would probably research solitary and stuff? I don't know. Yeah. So he goes to visit, and uh, he tells her about uh, Hermes and the discs, and uh, that he he has some discs. Oh, and he tells her about how like. They put the disc back into McQueen and it was like he regenerated. And he was like, I am sure that if we retrieve them, we can bring your father back. And so he has some discs uh, for McQueen and he's going to return the disc with the memories after Jolene's done with it because he gives her the disc with the memories. Um, And so Jolene, I guess, watches them off camera. Um, And meanwhile, we cut to two men who are in a... they're in a shed, yeah, or yeah. something. And they're they're like screaming about something. They were like, I don't know. They were like trying to escape into another like little room, and they were like, "How oh, we were just doing our job, and you know, I just touched a tire, and it's and now we're being and I don't know, and it seemed like they were being attacked, but like they touched a tire and they started to be attacked, and then um, they're trying to close a door so that the whatever is attacking them doesn't get them. Mm-hmm. and he's like come help me you know uh and so there's there's two guys and they're trying to close the door and one of them his arms just kind of fall off like they're hanging onto the door and this he's, was really strange he doesn't have any limbs so i don't know wh- how he lost his arms people's arms just pop off in jojo's like they're chicken wings yeah they're like dolls yeah so i think it's that both of them are supposed to be pulling on the door and then one of them turns to the other or just says like hey you're not pulling hard enough and then the other guy's like, those aren't my arms. And the, the first guy is like, I know the arms that weren't pulling hard enough were mine. And he realizes that he his arms were ripped off. And then he gets Aww. sucked out by the yeah. evil stand. But it's weird that you would have your arms cut off and you'd just be like, oh, you know what I just noticed? Yeah. <laughs> I've lost two major limbs. Yeah. Um, And I'm being... Well, sometimes there could be phantom limb. Like you still feel like they're there. Even I have they're to, not. I, that's like way later after you like get help and like are sealed up and stuff. I don't think so. I think like if you if you like lose your legs and you might not realize that you lost your legs until you look down. You uh, know? I guess, but you'd feel the pain, I think. I don't know. I've never lost my legs or my arms, so I don't it's know. Yeah, like I guess none of us have. It's like the North Star where it's like you don't even know you're dead. Yeah, you know? it's like yeah, and both of those are like in Looney Tunes when you run off a cliff and you don't know you're gonna fall until you look down. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wish that worked because then I would just run across the cliff and just look mm-hmm. at my phone, you know, and just be thinking about whatever game I'm playing <laughs> you, on my but phone. But you can't know that you're running across the cliff. Well, that's the thing. I'd be paying attention to something. I'd be distracted. Yeah, because once you know you're walking across a cliff, that's when you fall. That's why there's not more stories of people who are looking at their phone when they died because it prevented them from realizing they were hurt. I'm so sorry. We, I'm, I'm lost in the swamp on this one. Don't text and drive, kids. <laughs> anyway. If you're good at it, you can do it. No. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, don't. <laughs> what? <No. laughs> um, anyway, so then he gets eaten by the whatever, black goop 
giant shrimp monster. And we see the intro. And then we cut to uh, Onion Cop, our old friend Onion Cop. Who's oh, you like mean the, Loco Barocco? Loco Barocco, the warden, right? Is that his title? He's the warden. And do you remember the name of his alligator? I think he says it. I don't know. Charlotte. It's like Carla or something. Yeah, it has like a regular Charlotte. last name. Yeah. Charlotte. He, he has them all assembled. All the guards are, are all the prisoners are assembled. I guess I guess only the women's, right? Because why why do they get the women to go find the male? Inmates? Maybe the guys died on the women's side of the of the prison. Yeah, I don't know. A little strange, but anyway, he gathers the only the women inmates and asks them. Uh, he tells them that there were two inmates that were um, doing work on a farm and they disappeared. Um, and they need help. They need some volunteers um, to go help look for them. Um, they said that they we're not going to give you any compensation. We're not going to shorten your sentence, basically. Which is ridiculous. You're not getting anything for doing this. You're just, um, you know, just do it out of the just goodness of your heart. Just get some fun in the sun. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely go to get the fuck away from the prison and see a farm. Like, that's fine with me, you know? They could have included the Like a Virgin uh, talk before asking people to volunteer. Yeah. But I, I guess it made sense not to do that. Yeah. I'm surprised none of them were like, I changed my mind. <laughs> Bring me back. I'm kidding. Because I think they I'm they out. do it before they leave, right? Before yeah. he drives off in his little quad. Yeah. Yeah. So Jolene raises her hand and uh, then Hermes raises her hand because she saw Jolene was going. So she wanted to go and talk to her. And then a couple of other people also volunteer. We don't know why Jolene really left she said um she told Gwest that it was so that she could get away from her because <laughs> Gwest asks yeah um and i then, do think it's adorable that they keep bringing guests back Gwest. Yeah. <laughs> i think i think it's fun that she's like there but she's not like a joe bro yet or ever i don't know yeah but she's just like there and it's like it's nice to have consistency yeah she's like her acquaintance that she still talks to um, and then that's when they tell you about her, the exploding wrist tracker that is called like a virgin for some reason. Um, you know how if you take someone's virginity, they blow up, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Once you have I sex do. with someone, if you get far away from them, they'll explode. Of longing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Desire to be with you again. This is like Eva, the, the, the choke necklaces. The DSS choker? Yeah, what does DSS stand for again? Die so suddenly, I think. Oh, okay, is that I, true? No, I just made it up. Uh, I couldn't think of a way. Whatever the letters were going to be, I was hoping it would be like big boom boom, but no, <laughs> it is not the BBB choker. Um, yeah, and I mean a lot of this. No, this was this was maybe before Battle Royale. Was Battle Royale two thousand four or something? You guys remember Battle Royale? Yes. And what other, what else does this? What else does the exploding collar? The ex- oh, Battle Royale is pretty good. Yeah. The exploding it ankle. The girl what? from uh, uh, Kill Bill in there, right? Yeah, I can't remember her name, but I think so. Yeah. What is it's like? It's based on a manga, right? We could do it for the pod because it's based is on it a based manga? on a manga. I don't know. Is oh, it's it? from it's from two thousand. Ah. Is it based on a manga? Let's see. Based on a novel. Okay. From ninety nine, it must have been popular. I think it'd be cool to do like movies based on a manga, like for the podcast, like each of the. We Killer, have, we've or, done, or a circle. What's the Suicide Circle? That's based on a manga. Yeah, our right? Suicide Club. Yeah, Miles, you're thinking of Chiaki Kuriyama. 
Yes, plays I had Gogo a huge Yubari. crush on her after I saw Kill Bill. She's very cute. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I used to feel that way. <laughs> she could still be cute. Now. She is. She is very cute in this Wikipedia photo. <laughs> um, where? So you're asking where else have we had like an exploding collar? Yeah, exploding... like what is the... I'm going to go to TV tropes. I feel like, uh, what's it called? Um, what's that called? Where there's a... They play... They're they're dead and they have to fight Gantz. I think in Gantz there's an exploding collar of some sort. Probably. Let's see. Examples. Hmm. A lot of anime does it, strangely. Mm. Elfin Lead. Helsing. God, they love these in Japan. They're like, if only. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. The, I, I, I'll look, but I don't know if I can see a place where it's like, this is the first time it happened. Um, so the rules of this thing are, of like a virgin, are if you hit it, uh, if you try taking it off, if you try to destroy them, uh, or if you get 50 feet away from the um, guard, uh, it will detonate and blow, your wrist will blow up and maybe your whole body. I don't know. Um, it seemed like your whole body blows up. Um, and I wrote down, uh, this seems like cruel and unusual punishment. I, d- I don't think this should be allowed. It's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> it's probably like, not constitutional, yeah. And, like, it could totally malfunction and kill you. You know? Yeah. Like, it should be something that doesn't blow up. Like, maybe it, it shocks <laughs> you or something. You Listen, know? Listen, like- we're all on your side, Jackie. <laughs> or or here's here's another one, still dehumanizing, but just have it Make a loud noise if someone goes yeah. too far away, just so you know. Yeah, they're easier to find, do, too. Do a little electrocuting, yeah. like a dog collar. Yeah. No, no, no. Like Now you're back into punishment. That's still theorized. better. You're right, you're that right, would right, still right. be better than... Uh, so I, I agree with you. And at the same time, as soon as they introduced this concept, I was like, well... I better see someone blow up or I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> of course. This is Chekhov's collar. <laughs> um, it's got to go off. It's also pretty risky to have a group of one guard and a a group of inmates on a farm who they their hands are free and everything. All they have is like this thing on their wrist. Like, I don't know. They could be smart and figure out how to escape. Well, they could kill the guard and then just drag his body around with them until they can get the wrist thing off. Right. That's true. They could kill him and then just pass it's, it around or <laughs> just hold it, hack his arm off and just, yeah, yeah, keep it in your pocket. Anyway, I can't figure out. I'm just finding real life sad stories of this kind of Aww. thing actually being used in real life. Oh, no. Guess what? A lot of them don't seem to go that well. Yeah. Don't do it. Um. So so then he, he, he tells them the rules and then he drives off. The guard drives off in his whatever that is. It's like, like a, a little, psycho. It's like a little car. It's a little quad. He was watching DMX music videos and was like, I'm going to get that. Okay. And a little ATV. Uh, and then they have to He's run after him. He's yelling stop. Wait, how does it is stop drop? Shut him down, hold up shop? Yes. Okay. That's what he was yelling in my mind. Okay. Well, then they had to run after him because... Uh, they couldn't be 50 feet away, more than 50 feet away from him or else they would explode. And then, so yeah, there is uh, some, at some point they mentioned, okay, yeah, five volunteers is enough and, and whatever they go. And Jolene and Hermes check out the uh, 
some barn and they're talking to each other and um jolene is like oh if you look at the foot if, if you look at the memory footage from the guy they're talking to each other about like the memories st- the the disc memories. stuff yeah. and about pale snake aka white snake um and he's like oh if you look at the footage there's a clue that reveals his intentions and so in or the, something and in, then there's, in the sta- manga, there's the stand discs are in the t- in a tire they see that that he's in a tractor tire in the, in the manga the, she does have the discs i don't know why they made this change really but emporio does not have the discs uh jolene has them I guess it is what? weird that she's carrying why does them she around. Have, why does she have McQueen's discs? I think Hermes gives them to her. Okay. Uh, and Jolene's like, did you, you know, did you watch? The-? She's like, I want you to watch it again. And Hermes is like, I've seen these a million times. I don't need to see it. And she's like, just watch it. And and Hermes like shoves it into her head mm-hmm. and is like, I hate this. And Jolene's like, okay, do you see that right there? And And instead, that's how it happens in the comic is that she's like, for a moment, you can see the discs are in the tires, and mm. Hermes is like, "I want to take this out. It smells bad whenever I put these discs in my head. Whenever mm. I like look at them, like it my, smells my, bad." Yeah, like I guess she smells wherever McQueen was. Oh. She smells McQueen. I don't know. Mm. Um, or yeah, it's possible she just hits that one part of the brain that that's smell vision. Hmm. Anyway, what happens next? So the bad guy, so White Snake wants to take he's he's able to take a bunch of stands and collect them and then give them away to people that are helping him, right? Yeah, he wants to That's consolidate all the powers and sell them on eBay. Yeah. Maybe. Um. Yeah, and so Jolene mentions that her dad's disc might be there and Aramis is like, oh, that's why you're doing this. You're trying to find your dad's disc. And uh, then they, they, they keep going, they keep looking because they're like, oh, we're looking for a tractor now. Um and they are like, oh, what about that building over there? And it looks like a barn shed of some sort, some farm building, like a storage building. And so they go to they they go on their way there, but then the guard like kind of harasses them a little bit, and Aramis talks back to him. Um, and then he tries he does this whole thing where he hits her wrist thing and it starts beeping and she starts freaking out and then he like trips her and then she almost he wants her to fall on alligator poop um so he <laughs> he makes all that happen um but then jolene uses her power to prevent Hermes from falling on the poop and the poop splashes onto the garden and it hits the guard on his i don't uh, really pants it's it's like it's fine it's mildly amusing but like i don't get the point of this this, this little scene like is it to show that they're friends already i don't know it's just sort uh, of like intro. Oh, I don't. I don't really know. I think it's to introduce the idea of their stands to each other, but I don't think it really uh, pays off in any way. Yeah, I don't know. It just that makes sense. Feels like Araki wanted to put more shit jokes in his goddamn comic. I, that's what I thought it was. I thought it was just like, yeah. oh, we need, we need like a shit scene. Needs more poo poo. We need, we need somebody to fall on some poo poo. Araki just looked up things about alligators or crocodiles and just found out what their poop looked like and was like, well, I'm going to put that in. So I got to figure out why it's in there. Were you surprised by the way the poop looked? Yeah, I didn't think alligator poop would look like that. It looked like regular animal poop. Yeah. I thought it would be more, I don't know. It was <laughs> It was like doggish. Yeah, it was or doggish. Or humanish. By the way, we did, did we at least do the bare minimum and say that Like a Virgin is named after a Madonna song? No, we, did we didn't do that. It's one of we- her... For those who don't know, it's we one of Madonna's like, earliest hits. Yeah. 
Uh, and I but probably it's not a stand. It's just a. It's just an item. I know. This is the first time that we name but it's an a big item musical reference. Yeah, but this is the first time an item was named after. It's it's right? weird. I guess he was like, well, a stand called that would be weird. I guess it'd be a stand where like if you touch it, it something bad happens. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, again, it, the fucking names of the stands rarely have to do with the powers. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. I think I first knew about like a virgin because of the Weird Al parody, like a surgeon. Okay. Which is nice. Just about. You know being a doctor and cutting people open and stuff. It's a funny video. Um, Yeah. The, uh, a thing they cut out from the manga mm-hmm. was uh, Jolene approaches the tan prisoner or I don't know why, but she talks to her and is like, why are you out here anyway? And she's like, I came out here to relax. And then to Jolene, she's like for a few bucks or I don't know what number it is. She's like, you can relax too. And she holds up like a little baggie. Oh, I didn't notice that. No, I said it was cut out. Oh, it was in the manga. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She like offers her drugs kind of. But then Hermes just talks to Jolene and it is ignored. We don't get a big, I would never do that or anything out Mm. of uh, Jolene. Okay. So that's not in here. So they get to the building uh, and they see there's a tractor and they want to investigate it. But before they can do that, the guard is like, come on, we got to go. So some of the girls start heading back jolene and Hermes are like oh we gotta go and look at the tractor real quick but then Hermes is like wait a minute this is weird there's six of us and jolene's like oh shit and um what's atro atro or atro she also notices at the same time that's eggshell head girl um she also notices that there's more there seems to be one more person that wasn't there with them from the beginning do you guys know where Atro comes from? No. It's an Italian fashion brand, apparently known for their paisley patterns. How do you spell Atro? E-T-R-O. E-T-R-O. Etro. They they call it like Atro as though it might be, I think they do spell it in the dub or official English marks. Shit as like A-T-R instead of E. Like they're afraid of getting sued by this random fashion thing, but Etro or Atro. Okay. Is Italian. Okay. Um, and so they start talking to her and then the guard's body starts moving. Like they're, they all, their wrists all start beeping because um, the guard seems, I guess, to be pulled down into the water or something or being pulled far away from them. Um, so they kind of start running towards the lake and then, um, or I guess they're in the, in the lake and then um, Etro blows up. Yep. But I think she's not dead. Even though she, like, her body's, like, in the water and her legs are, like, in the air. In the know? manga, it's it's more graphic how she oh, really? blows up. Yeah. Mm. But she blows up. But, I mean, her arm is, like, or her hand is, like, separate in the anime. Mm. You don't she's see, like, a dead. bloody stump, but it's, like, dead. floating. I think she's alive somehow. Yeah, I think she's alive, too, actually. But it's, like, she seems pretty fucked up. Yeah. They it's not her. something you want to have happen to you. You know, you should avoid being blown up at all costs. Yeah. I wouldn't That's do That's a it. better way of putting it, yeah. Katie Kaboom. What is that? Katie Kaboom. Katie Kaboom. You're just saying it with a melody. I still don't know what it is. It's from Animaniacs. It was this, like, teenage girl who, like, would overreact to things and turn into a monster and eventually just blow up when I don't happened. remember that. You, you remember? No, I don't remember that. Oh, Katie Kaboom. Oh, also, we should say that in case we don't think that Jackie's right about where this came from, that 
The thing Jackie was talking about last week, I put it in the show notes, but the underwear for every day of a week is from when Harry met Sally, Jackie? Yes, yes. I figured it out because I like, I like for the next like couple of days after after that episode, I, I kept like looking it up. I was like, where does that come from? And it's from, uh, and then I finally I found it. It's from when Harry met Sally, um, which is a, it holds up. It's like a good romantic comedy. I've never seen it before, but I watched it a couple months ago. Um, and it's a romantic comedy and it's like they meet when they're like in college and then like over the years they keep like bumping into each other and so like they know each other but anyway she like you know he is he asked her about oh what happened to that guy you were dating the last time i saw you and she was like oh yeah he broke up with me because uh you know i would wear these day of the week underwear but i was missing uh i forget what day she was missing sunday they were missing Ooh, Sunday because it's the Lord's Day and he thought that she was cheating. Like they she was she was just like, No, the pack just never had Sunday. They just didn't print it. Um, because it's the Lord's Day. They didn't want to put it on underwear and he thought she was cheating. It's <laughs> it's a very like anime sounding reason to break up with someone or whatever. <laughs> that's what I thought. I was just imagining an anime. I just for whatever reason I was ima- I was like, Yeah, yeah, that totally makes sense. That's what Hermes is referring to here. <laughs> I did. Maybe maybe it was maybe it was a when Harry met Sally reference. You don't know. I don't think it was in the anime. <laughs> uh, I found some site that sells Etro products, and they are really cool. And they do look like something that a JoJo writer would enjoy. They're very '60s. It was apparently founded in '68, mm-hmm. but a Bombay paisley print cotton voile scarf is just a nice, big, colorful scarf. Four hundred and twenty-five dollars. Mm, a nice. little bit pricey. Just That's the kind of thing like Josuke would wear, though. You know? Um, He's a big brand nut. I don't know, though. He doesn't, but these are like complicated. You know what I mean? They're not like neutral mm. or simple, you know, solid colors. This is, there's some shit going on here. Got it. Anyway, Jackie, what happened after the lady blew up? Katie, kaboom. Uh, then, um, Aramis is like, I think it's, I think it's the one with the undercut. Um, I think it's the blonde with the undercut. And she's like talking about why she thinks that. And then um, she's like, wait, there's something in the bucket. And I don't know why she thought that. I, maybe something moved. There's something. a noise. There was a noise. Yeah. She's like, there's something in the bucket. And she like kicks the bucket and it just like some water comes out. And she's like, oh, okay, I guess never mind. But then like, I don't know. It, like, Jolene thinks about the prisoners some more. And then when she looks back over, Hermes is not there. Yeah. And then we just see her flying underwater with a bucket on her head. She's being like dragged with the bucket on her head, which like is deeper into the water. And this is not a reference to guitarist Buckethead, we should say. Mm-hmm. Not a rock and roll reference. Um, and then, yeah, she if with with her head in the bucket, she's able to see the stand is a bunch of little tiny shrimp with shrimps with swirly eyes is what they look like to me. Jolene goes to rescue her. She makes a bridge with her spiderweb power. (laughs) It just reminds me of Spider-Man when she like makes it into like a web bridge. But yeah, she makes it a bridge. And I guess this is a new thing with her power, but apparently her threads like unravel her, like her body goes into it. Like, so she starts kind of like parts of her have holes in them. It's weird, right? Because it's like, you would think that just because the stand changes shape, it's still retaining the same amount of mass that shouldn't change the user. Yeah. Like we haven't seen that happen before. Like 
yeah. strength. We bring up strength more than any other like JoJo fandom community does. <laughs> but the fucking orangutan on the boat in part three. Uh, sorry. Well, his name is Forever, but his like stand is like turns a little stupid boat into a giant boat. But he's like a regular sized orangutan. You know what yeah. I mean? He's not like he doesn't get big because his stand gets big. So it is weird that, I mean, in this case, we see that it's almost like a power. It's almost like a buff. Yeah. The fact that she yeah. can. It turns her into string. It reduces her mass a little bit, but it is weird. We just never, I, we hadn't seen that in previous episodes. Um, and like they refer to the string power, like to when her stand takes form as it being, oh, like when it clumps together when it forms a clump, when all the string gets together, it forms a clump and it becomes this powerful thing. But like, why has that thing been able to like appear and she's not just like unraveled and has like no body mass or whatever? Yeah, it'd be like if they introduced this character and she was just like a clump of body parts. And then yeah. when she realizes she can put her stand <laughs> together, suddenly she's a regular shaped person. I don't know. I think it's really cool. It is cool. But it's weird because it should be if for this to make sense, it should be her stand is doing this. Like her stand is running away from her while unraveling itself. Yeah. And there, therefore, it's like kind of staying close to her because it started a thread near her. But yeah, the fact that she is turning into thread is a little bit weird. But I don't know. I mean, like Star Platinum is able to reach inside Jotaro and grab his heart without hurting him somehow. So it's like it, it, it does seem rare, but it has happened. I think the power would just have made more sense if it was like that from the very beginning. Like in the first or second episode, she uses her thread power to like follow a guy who's driving away in a car, you know, and kill him in his car, right? Doesn't yeah. she do that? Like, she must have used a lot of string at that point. It was, should have, like, taken up some of her body mass Yeah, that, you know? But we know Araki likes to figure stuff out as he goes. Okay. He likes to find it in the week to week. I just think it's, like, a made-up... I hope it. I hope it's. I hope it continues now that we it's, know that this is part of the power. It's all made up, and I'm sure that we've seen stands do this before, but it is rare. It's not yeah. common for like the change of a shape changes the user. Um, but we have seen people shrink themselves with the stand and other things. So yeah, I don't know. Well, anyway, she uses her stand to make a bridge, and she starts traveling on the bridge so that she doesn't hit the water because that's where the stand power is like the stand is like in the water and then it the stand takes like a, a form of like a, a being like all of the little shrimps come together and make a big shrimp man um a big shrimp man and um it punches her and it's like oh no it punches her but like it's like goes right through her but like sh it because she lost so much body mass it's just she's just hollow on the inside <laughs> which i don't know how she could survive but somehow because her she organs, can. her organs are like part of the web behind her. You know what I mean? Okay. She's fine because it's all connected. Okay. Um. So then she like, you know, with his arm in her body, she like pushes it back into the water, and then she's like, like no, no, so pushes no. it far away from her, right? Well, no, she's she says that she's now able to punch it because it's like arm is trapped in her. Okay, but she push it goes far away. Yeah, she knocks it away. Yeah, and then or no, she kicks it. Actually, now that I think about, it. she doesn't punch it. She tries to punch it. It grabs her arm and like does the fucking T-1000 liquid shiftiness in Terminator 2. And then when she traps it in her stomach, she kicks it and knocks it away. Okay. Well, anyway, um, then she's like uh, to Aramis, she's like, hold on to my thread and that's underwater and we're going to use it to get it. So she, they, she holds on to her thread and they're both holding on to the thread and it like 
pulls her it pulls them out of the water but the stand is now moving super fast under the water following them um Aramis put oh they I think it grabs onto them and Aramis puts a sticker onto its arm on the stand's arm to then yep. blow it up um yeah and and the arm is grabbing Jolene's leg but then Aramis kicks it kicks the sticker off that yeah. she put on there it's very nice. They're helping each other. Yeah, it's and they have yeah. mutual respect for each and other too. And they're also able to have a full conversation while flying through the water. Yeah. Uh, which and it's not like <laughs> well, yeah. And isn't it in part three? I think when they fight uh, Midler underwater in the submarine, I think they're like, we can use our stands to communicate with each other underwater. And I think, <laughs> I think we did have a big discussion of like, how the fuck is that possible? That that doesn't make sense, but I guess it's happening again here. So even yeah. if it doesn't make any sense, it's consistent. Mm-hmm. It regenerates its arm, and it, it's it goes. In, oh right, it, they get out of the water, and then it's kind of standing in the water, but it can't like it can't. It doesn't go after them, and so they realize that it's it can only attack when its uh, opponents are in the water, and then it's like standing in the water, and it's it regenerates its arm, um, and then it goes back into the water. Um, and then ponytail girl, uh, and like all the, all the, the rest of the girls are standing around the guard ponytail girl is trying to use his radio, um, to call for help. Um, even though sh- they should just all escape. Um, but whatever they call the prison to, well, they don't want to leave help. the, or did they, I guess they found the bracelet, right? What bracelet? Yeah. The guard bracelet. They have bracelet. to stay near They'd him have, they'd have to drag his body. can find a way yeah. to pull it off, yeah. Like, I don't think they can leave Jackie's. That's why they're calling for help, because it's like... They can drag his body and escape. Eh, it's hard to drag a body and... Oh, you're saying they could leave the prison if they all just carried it? Yeah, they, they could all just escape together and then find like somebody the, to, to that would take the, um, the thing off. Them. They'd be like pallbearers at a funeral, but there's no coffin. They're just like... Yeah. They have the body on their shoulders. <laughs> yeah. They steal his little his little car and they put him on it and they all oh, yeah. clown car drive around. They they put him on it and then they just sit on him because he's dead. Or, Who they cares? Could, or they could just jack a car, put him in the trunk. Where and are they going to get a car? I don't know. Let's no, go find one. Jack they should it. ride a tractor away. Okay. We got to put fun. him in like the trunk so that he's there with them. Put him in a tire. <laughs> put him in a tire. Anyway, then Jolene is like, all three of you get away from the water and like we know that the enemy is one of you um and i think that's it yes that she's like we can't leave here until we figure out who the fuck this is yeah um i want to say that the stand here i think actually looks like krill krill yeah like uh like the stuff whales eat yeah the stuff whales eat krill is like a very tiny lobster okay i don't think it's microscopic but it's not it's like quite a, microscopic. A very tiny little lobstery thing. I accidentally searched how big is kill in my Google. So what you need is a whale stand. That's right. Uh oh, they're so small. They're they're either less than one centimeter, and the biggest is around six centimeters. Now what is a centimeter? I don't know. That could be ten feet for all I know. It could be very big. Mm-hmm. But they're almost clear. I'm on the Etro website and they their clothes are all like hippie. Uh like fifteen hundred dollars. Well, I went to Netta Porter and that's or, what or, I found. Or two thousand. And they're all pretty hippie. Well, yeah. you should shop at Netta Porter because they got savings. 
for expensive rich people. Sponsor oh, yeah. us, Netta Porter. We there's a there's a lot of crossover. So it's not three thousand dollars, is it? Like no, it might be, but I'm just saying that I saw stuff for seven hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, those those might be like out of season stuff. Oof, you don't. That's you don't want to do that. <laughs> Everyone's gonna know. Like, yeah, it's Etro, but this one looks cool. He's way out of season. No one wears that now. Fall colors in spring. Mark, would Blech. you would you be mad at me if I bought a dress for two hundred to twenty five hundred dollars? If it was for a special occasion, maybe not. <laughs> Otherwise, yes, I would be like, well, I'm putting a DDR machine in the basement. Once I save enough pennies. No, I want a DDR machine in the basement. All Let's right, it's settled. It We're getting a DDR machine. Have you seen the Taco Bell commercial where they're playing DDR? No, those two things don't usually go together. <laughs> it was one. Have you seen any of that series of Taco Bell commercials where they hear the bell and then they immediately have to go to Taco Bell? No, I have not. Okay, well... It's it starts out as just people playing DDR and I was like, is this a DDR commercial? But then someone hits like a bell rings for some reason and it's the Taco Bell gong and they go to Taco Bell. But for a second I was like, is DDR back? Mm. It, it it like came back a few years ago in Japan and it's been like going pretty strong, but they just Konami has been like anti gamer for the last I don't know how many years, and so I think they're just like, Fuck you. Fuck all of you, anybody in the West. You don't get to play DDR. Damn. Um so I don't think, since, even though we don't know the name or the user, I wanted to read Araki's comments on this stand that we see in this episode. It's very short. Mm. He says, it looks more like a mutant or a space alien than a microscopic organism. That design might be an alternate version of Hierophant Green. I just tried to draw something insectoid or reptilian. It mm. looks like a chameleon. So once again, Araki's like, I don't know. He's like, I don't know what it is. But I guess art can be like that, right? You just like have some idea, like your hand knows what it wants to do, but you're like, I don't know what I was going for. I just know it's got wacky eyeballs that go. I guess that's the animator's decision. It does have wacky. It goes. It's like a little swirl. Yeah, it should eat people and then go boy. Why not? This stand should be called Bubba Gump. But that's not music. I guess that's a Forrest Gump references. That's everyone. True. Yeah, it could play like all along the Watchtower. Mm-hmm. You know, what do we think the stand's called? I know the answer, so I cannot participate. You guys can go for it, though. I already said. Okay. What I thought. That's not a song. Like, though. give us some music, Miles. Give us a music thing. Okay. That has to do with little fishies. What's that Beatles song that's like shrimp? I need some shrimp. shrimp. Is it Octopus's Garden that you're thinking of? No, it goes like <laughs> shrimp. And I think there's a movie named after it. I don't Is know. What Yellow Submarine? About? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like, I need somebody. Shrimp. It's it's help. Oh, that's right. It's help I'm thinking of. Yeah, it's not it's not shrimp. All right. I got a hey, there's a Beatles song for everyone. Mine might be shrimp. Okay. A song I made up. Jackie's thinking hard. Jackie's really thinking I'm here. I'm trying to get a pun, but it's not going to work. Something about underwater bugs or shrimp crawdaddies. I know Ghostface Killer probably has a song about this. About shrimp? <laughs> well, he's got that album Fish Scale, right? That could be that could uh-huh. be it. Just Fish Scale. Fuck it. Uh-uh. Yeah, it could be yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the cherry poppin' crawdaddies. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm taking some pun liberty there, but yeah. Uh-huh. The cherry tomato popping crawdaddies. Eh. 
Listeners, by the way, write in if you say crawdaddy instead of crayfish or crawfish. Mm. That's apparently a synonym for what we call crayfish, which mm. are little tiny lobsters that okay, are like he, in it, streams. Ghostface Kill is a song called Jellyfish. Okay. Is that something? No, I don't think so. Beat by MF Doom. It's it's pretty cool. Okay. R.I.P. Rip. Uh, all right, everyone. I think that's it. Unless there's any last minute uh, observations or things we should go into. I like um, the the stand is good music. The cool stand is winning music. And oh yeah, I how like does it go? It's like teamwork. It's like very basic. The like the the figured it out we're winning music in this one but i can't remember how yeah. it goes i feel like it's similar I to the op you. yeah i couldn't tell you but i just know that i like it when i hear it yeah. okay i've decided right. the stand name is pink by janelle monet which god it, damn it jackie why you've had janelle monet be a reference too many times okay but shrimp when flamingos eat shrimp they turn pink that's what makes them pink so that's why it's called pink because it's a shrimp I guess. Or it could also be a reference to the singer Pink, who was making music in the late 90s. Yeah. It's true. Early 2000s. What's that Avril Lavigne song, Shrimper Boy? No. No, 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 no. You're thinking of Skater Boy. Oh, okay. I should have known. There is an eight in the name of that song. Uh, Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, If you... Want to tell us what you think a name for this stand is that isn't the real name for this stand. So don't do that. You can uh, hit us up on Twitter. We are at JJBpod there. If you have longer thoughts, you can write us an email. We are JoJo'sBizarrePod at gmail.com. Happy MLK Day. Happy MLK Day that just passed. Um, there's also a Discord for this podcast. If you just look up JoJo's Bizarre Podcast in Discord, I believe it'll show up. It's a fan Discord. It's a uh, fan Discord unaffiliated. that we go into and we're bored, but we don't run it. So go nuts. No, don't. And yeah, please, if you like this episode, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you're listening on your phone on Spotify, it has a star thing, so use it. Anyway, we'll talk to you next week when we look at Stone Ocean Episode 8. Have a great week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.